Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. This episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess is sponsored by the children's book, Feathers Matter. As our kids grow up, They face challenges in their life, and knowing their self-worth and their value is crucial to face the headwinds. Purchase this beautiful story to read to your kids and grandkids and start the conversation with them at a young age. They are worthy, they matter, and their feathers matter. You can find the link to order on our BlendedBlessedAlwaysAMess.com page. Mention code hashtag blessed for an autographed copy. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess where I think I'm getting a cold. I don't know. You've got something going on all the time. Thank you. Thank you. It didn't used to be that way. And now, now I here make, we are. I make them sick. So I don't know what's going on. But so I, I just feel like I sound froggy. The coffee's not helping. It is early in the morning. That it, could it be is. it. We are on the continual go, go, go. It's good to see you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wow. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We woke up this morning already in separate places. And yeah. And we are... Together, all of a sudden, to go to Chase's Wrestling Meet, and it's like, we got to get a, a podcast done. Nothing like the 11th hour and trying to squeeze it in. Knocking that out so that we can get to wrestling all day, and then and then maybe we can catch up tonight. Looking forward to that, but all over the past week, we have remembered and celebrated what would have been Hallie's 22nd birthday here on Earth. Instead, she just spent her second heavenly birthday. It's always, it's always a tough week. It's hard to believe that... It's really her second birthday that we don't get to celebrate with her. So you always try to prepare your mind for it. Okay, what's this going to be like? And it's it, you just never know. You never know. Last week I traveled to Nashville and I had an early morning flight and I don't really love getting up super early, but I do love driving in my car in the silence. And so I always spend that time, that hour and a half drive to the airport where I'm literally talking to Hallie and Jesus the whole time. And my conversations usually are like, Hallie, I say her name all the time, like, Hallie, I miss you so much and I wish I could see you. And I'm like, what is your soul like? Like, are you around me? Are you in like this? body? Are you not? Are you like missed around us? You know, like I, I have those type of conversations with her. You know, are you sitting next to me in the passenger seat? And I tell her how much I love her. I always apologize to her. Hmm. <laughs> Already starting with tears. Hmm. But I always say I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I'm sorry that you felt pain like that. I'm sorry I couldn't help you. 
And then, like, it's always these apologies. And then I think, why in the hell am I apologizing to her? <laughs> I mean, that's literally my conversation in my head. Oh, my God. I Like, why do I keep apologizing to her? Because I then I hear her say, like, Mom, I am way better than any of you. And deep down, I know that. It's just hard for our brains to wrap our mind around that because you just want to know. I just want to imagine it all. And she's not dealing with life's disappointments and things that like she had to hide from us. And so then I, you know, then that's how that next conversation usually goes. And I talk myself back out of apologizing to her. And it's always like, now I just wonder what her life's like. And then I'm always saying, please guide me. I do not know what I'm doing. And I want to be strong and brave for her because of her. But it's so freaking hard. And then I always ask her for a sign that she's there with me. And I always say, I know you're tired of me asking you, (laughs) but it like makes me feel comfort and keeps me going. So did she show up? Yeah, she showed up big time. All right. So yeah, I get to Nashville. I'm traveling with three other people, three other guys that I work with. We're down there for leadership meetings and we go straight to the hotel to check in. I've stayed at this hotel many times and usually it's like ladies first, you know, and you think, but we were standing around there and one of the guys just jumped in first and checked in. And so then I went second and check in and the lady gives me my room card and I look at it and I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. I mean, that was my words. You've got to be shitting like me. To the, to the person oh, at the I mean, counter? I looked at her, I, and I'm like, oh, my God, you've got to be shitting me. And I turn around, and I <laughs> show it. okay with your room, man? Yeah. You haven't even been there yet. <laughs> I show it to Ferg, my boss, because he knows the whole significance of it. And I'm like, look at this room number. And it's literally 007. Like, I have never stayed in a hotel where my room number was 007 ever in my entire life. And then you did. And I did. And you just like, think about the significance of that, of the order that people came in. I didn't even know this hotel had a lower level. That's where the room was a lower level (laughs) by the work, you know, work. The gym was down there. You didn't know where the gym was. No, not at the, oh, no. I nice. yeah. Usually okay. you pop in, pop out. Yeah, I did not know where the gym was. <laughs> next, next time insane. Like, Can I have 007? I'm going to try to use the gym more. And it's, it's just insane. Like, there's no coincidence with that. <laughs> A seven as your room number, and I just smiled all the way back to my room, and I'm just like, you. Thank you. Like it just made my day that that was her saying, "Mom, I'm here. I got you. I got you." I do think we talk about it sometimes and grief is such a hard and messy thing, but I definitely think knowing Helen the way we do, there's probably times where she's just like in heaven and she's like, guys, come on. Oh, I, after that, I literally said, okay, you can go back to your horses now. <laughs> I'm, I'm good for a while. I'm good you guys for are a while. bothering me from horse time and all the other things. But it's just another sign that God is real. And when you lose your loved ones, they are still around you. Like I have zero doubt, zero doubt that they're not still around us and, and soul connected to us. Now, do does that 
make me not ever want to ask for another sign because I'm confirmed that she's... No, I still want her to show yeah, up. For sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not letting her go. So then... You got back. I got back and we actually had a chill weekend because it was so cold. It was so cold. So we were at home and it felt good to be at home and be able to unwind a little bit. And Sunday we do our normal ret- routine and we go to church. And I know I've shared this multiple times on the podcast, but for the new listeners, I always stressed about Hallie's relationship with her boyfriend. And I just worried so much about her being in that relationship and her family and friends. No one ever felt good about it. And she wasn't herself and we knew it. And one weekend he shared that he had, he wanted to ask her to marry him and like, I felt sick that entire weekend and we happened to have small group that weekend ended up bringing it up in that meeting with, with our small group and talked about with other parents and we got a lot of like advice on best ways to handle that. And, and some of the advice was turn it over to God and pray that she sees what you see or you see what she sees. And next time we were in church, there was like this quiet time and deep prayer. And I, I was feeling particularly heavy and I just like totally talked to God and just ask him to please take this weight off of my shoulders. I'm turning it over to you. And it was like this really profound, deep, spiritual kind of letting go. And it was a relief, like recognizing that I am not in control. God's in control and I am just going to trust him. And during that prayer time, Hallie had texted the crew, which she didn't really text that much um, to the group and said, I'm super excited about family dinner tonight. And it was just like, okay, that was like a weird timing and a coincidence. It's almost like God saying, I got you. She's going to be okay. And then this song came on and it just made me cry my eyes out because the words of the song are also like, when you're struggling I see you and I'm I'm with you. And it, I felt like that was another sign from God that he is listening and I should trust him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that song? I remember that. I, so the song is called Your Eyes See Me. Um, you find it by Mission House online. It's so good. And we actually did this at Hallie's Celebration of Life. Uh, our friend Emily from church did it. And I'll just do like a, a verse and chorus real quick. But your eyes see me. When I am hidden, your eyes see me. When I am broken hearted, your eyes see me. When I am hidden, your eyes, your eyes see me. And when I call to you, Lord, you answer me, you answer me. When I call, to you, Lord, you answer me, you answer me when I call. To you, Lord, you answer me, you answer me when I call. To you, Lord, you answer me, you answer me. So good. So as we go into her birthday week, you want to guess what song out of the hundreds of songs that they could have sang at church that day? What song they sang? That one. That one. And it has a different meaning now. It's like more of a confirmation. But if you were struggling, 
I would highly recommend having that song on repeat because God sees you, Hallie sees us, and he's got us if you just turn it over to him. And you may not get the answer that you want because I sure in the hell didn't get the answer that I would have chosen, but God confirmed that he was going to take care of Hallie and Mm -hmm. he took care of Hallie and she is in a much better place than any of us could even imagine. Yes. And now what we say all the time is that everyone sees what we saw. Yeah. He answered my prayers. I mean, I got complete validation of everything that we thought and worried about and God saved her. That's, that's the story. That's the story. So then we get to Monday. So then it's Monday, and that was really the only night we could get the kids together to celebrate Hallie's birthday. Yeah, so Hallie's birthday fell on Wednesday this year, Wednesday, January 17th. So Monday night, only night we could get kids together to celebrate because we had sports or something every single night this week in different cities. So Monday night, get together, head out to Hallie's favorite place uh, to get sushi, Gina Hughes, here in Columbia. Yeah, we went for her 20th birthday with her, and then we went to her 21st birthday without her, and Eric had the whole restaurant sing happy birthday to her, and this year we went again with just the crew, and it was more of a laid back mm-hmm. kind of vibe, and we walk into Gina Hughes, we made reservations, we walk into Gina Hughes, and she had shared with Eric that she had a surprise for us, and there's an appetizer on the menu that everybody loves. Hallie loved it. Um, They're called Gina's Balls. And yes, the kids make constant jokes about it Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. get two balls when you order the appetizer. (laughs) (laughs) She has very creative uh, menu items. and It's a very big rice ball. It's so freaking good. Yeah. And she had our table filled with them spelling out Happy Birthday, Hallie. I mean... I still can't believe that she did that. <laughs> we counted. It was like 150-ish yes. balls. And then the boys started doing the math. They're like, it was like $800 worth of balls <laughs> on the table. So we had a lot of leftover Gina's well, balls. Well, she was giving them out to people at the restaurant. And we brought some home and gave them to some of our friends. And it was like the sweetest gift and thoughtfulness and very intentional and I'm saying some prayers for her because her son is fighting um, major health issues. And it's just, yeah. you know, people people go through a lot and of struggles. His birthday, he's just he's like five days different. Age. Yeah, yeah, five same days different from Hallie. Hallie. So. so Eric came up with this like great discussion topic for her birthday night, which we try to do with the kids when we go out to dinner, is to have some sort of meaningful conversation. And so he tasked them earlier in the day and they didn't, none of them had school. And so the sermon we had in church on that Sunday was so good. And it was basically about, we're all on the verge of like wrecking our life because the devil's real. The devil's attacking all of us. And what are you going to use to punch the devil in the face? Basically what, and you know, he referenced a lot of Bible verses that you can utilize. And so Eric came up with this task for the kids to share. What is your weakness? Where what are the areas that the that the devil would attack you, and what Bible verse resonates with you to punch the devil in the face, and then share, you know, something you love or memory about Hallie, and it was such a great exercise. It was very intentional and vulnerable for the kids to share their weakness, 
And we went around the table and it got to Chase and Chase was sharing his Bible verse and, you know, it was quiet, but we had a reserved table and next Mm -hmm. to us was another like larger table with people with two different waitresses and it was quiet and Chase is talking. And then all of a sudden we hear this waitress next to us, not our waitress, but the one working the other table say, well, my name's Hallie. Yeah. I'll be your waitress. My name's Hallie. And we're like, oh, look at each other. Like, you've got to be effing kidding me. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> how many names are out there in the world? And at that moment, when we're quiet, we would have probably never heard her before because kids crazy making jokes about balls. And we heard her say, my name's Allie. Like, all of our faces you are like, oh my God. cannot make that stuff up. And that is not a coincidence. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. So we all smiled at that. And we, when we go to dinner, we go places, especially if we're celebrating something meaningful, we bring a picture of Hallie. So we have our picture of Hallie on the table. And we wrap up dinner, and we sat and talked to Gina for a little while and shared just kind of, you know, what we have going on in our life. And then we leave, and it, it snowed. And so we had to sit in the car for a little bit because I had not put the ice scraper back in my car. It's in there now. Okay. And <laughs> so we had to sit and wait for the windshield to unthaw and then eric gets a call from gina which you have been leaving your credit card I never do, for I whatever reason now like i've been leaving my credit card a, for some reason a couple times in a row and i'm like he's like I, did i leave my credit card in there so he goes back in there or meets her outside and she has the picture of hallie we forgot we hallie. left hallie <laughs> at the restaurant <laughs> at her birthday dinner <laughs> so we all laugh then it was like oh my god She's gonna haunt our asses tonight. <laughs> it's funny. It was funny. So it was a good. It was a good dinner. Very, very thoughtful from Gina, and I think everyone felt like you know we did mm-hmm. our intentional things of honoring of honoring Hallie. And I already have our next one for our next family dinner. Oh, you do? Th- yeah, what I they're gonna come too. up with? It's it's, oh, it's really good. It's full of gratitude and oh, like, nice. Yes, it's excited to hear I've, about that one. Yeah, I've got good stuff going on, working. So I thought I would share what I shared at the birthday dinner of what my weakness is and what I'm going to use to punch the devil in the face. Oh, now I have to get mine out too. All right. So for me, what I feel like I'm really weak in when the devil is attacking me is he's telling me I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to be in my job. I'm not good enough to help other people. Like, who am I to think that I can do that? I'm not a good enough mom. I should have been able to help Hallie. I'm just not good enough. Like, that's my weakness and a story that sometimes is on repeat in my head. And so I shared with the crew that the Bible verse that I would use to punch him in the face is John 15, 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And it's such a reminder that I can do anything if I am part of God. Mm -hmm. If I put all my trust in him, nothing is impossible. That's really good. I like it. I shared with the the crew, I just, the devil attacks me through insecurity. So, you know, for whatever reason... I am very attuned to the ways that I have failed. 
Like that's, I just am the ways I failed in life, the ways I haven't done what I wanted to do and just a lot of guilt and shame with that. And so the, the devil attacks the insecurity in me and constantly is telling me that I'm, I'm not good enough to be with Angie. I am not good enough to be a father to all these kids uh, overall that I'm not good enough. Matthew 10, 29 through 31 says, are not two sparrows. Jesus said to the crowd are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin. And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, because you are more of more value than many sparrows. And then throughout the week, I, I stumbled upon Psalm 138.7 to add to my list. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, your right hand will save me. And so um, that's how we are trying to attack that. And I hope our kids put these in their notes. That's what I did. I've got now a new note. They in my did. Phone. They all pulled out their phones because we told them they couldn't have their phones at dinner. That's so right. they're like, well, how am I going to remember what to say? Like, okay, you can when we go around the table. The, I will say that for the kids, it was interesting to see that when you asked them to do it, they were initially, it was like, well, I don't, I don't know what that, you know, try to get out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what my weakness is, or I don't know. Oh, you want me to tell you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can make this real so, easy. Summers was, what, how'd she say it? What people tell me is that I don't know my worth. And I'm like, do, is that what you think? Or it's what people tell you. Yeah. And then she was like, it was hard for her to say it. And she's like, no, it's what I think. I just had that conversation with her Sunday night, mm-hmm. driving down to a party she wanted to go to. And I had that conversation with her about knowing her worth. And yeah. I had had it with her sister and the same uh, conversation with Hallie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very important that your kids know what their, their value mm-hmm. is and, and they're going to have to find that in Jesus. Unfortunately, we yeah. as parents can't, it's, we can't, we only do so much. It's got to come from Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so then Hallie's actual birthday comes. And last year I took off from work, and this year I didn't. And I had to be a freaking buffalo because I did not want to get out of bed. I didn't want to face the day. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to stay in bed and cry all day. But I was a buffalo and got up. And it's just so hard to be a mom when you are going through such extreme grief. And... When I picked up Summer from school, she had asked me if um, I was mad at her. And I'm like, no, I'm not mad at you. Like, why would you think that? And she goes, well, it just seems like you're mad. And I'm like, Summer, I am just so sad. I'm so sad. And then, you know, you have a little bit of mom guilt because in a lot of ways, you know, they definitely lost their sister, but they also lost a part of their mom of that, like, safety that I provided that everything's going to be okay and they don't have to worry about me. And so, I mean, I just said, when Angie told me that, I said, I totally understand where she's coming from because I, and that's been part of our collateral damage over the last years that Angie's like, I'm not mad at you, but it feels like it. Right. Because she's so yeah, sad. But then that puts, so then it's like a vicious circle because yes. then, so then I, I try to hide it most of the time, but on the heaviest days, I can't hide it as much. But because of that, then everybody thinks like, then there's like something wrong with mom. And then it's like, well, what's wrong? How can I, you know, it's just kind of this cycle. But yeah, there's some days I can't, like I cannot fake everything being okay because it's not. I would just say to go into your cycle, you're right, because I'm trying, I don't want you to fake it for me. And so I have really the last couple of months worked on just being okay with when you're not okay. Yeah. It's not about me. It's so helpful. Knowing that it's not about me, but you can see how a teenager wouldn't know that. Oh, I know know what I'm saying. So I felt bad for her because I knew I had been there. Husband. 
Now you know. Now you're getting it. But I'm like, starting to figure it out. But yeah, initially it was like, God, what? Well, I mean, yes. What's wrong with you? No, at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll just leave it at that. We'll cover all that a different day. Cause that's a therapy topic. That's a different, yeah, different conversation. But <laughs> So you made it through, and we met up that night for Chase Was Wrestling on Hallie's birthday. Yeah, really, the wrestling drives Hallie's big events, which I also think is really funny and ironic because she absolutely loved watching him wrestle. She loves adrenaline rushes, right? Why mm-hmm. else would she barrel race? And so she loved watching him wrestle, and it's interesting that on her one year anniversary we're like what are we going to do and then it turns out chase has a wrestling meet and then here on her birthday it's like what are we oh he's got wrestling yeah so we went to that and came back home and we're you know getting in bed it was later than normal and usually our routine we get in bed and we check you know social media stuff and we wordle and then then we go to bed Well, we end up getting a message from Bailey, Hallie's nurse that she had in ICU and was like, oh my, she sent me a reel that's really profound. I need to just share it on our social media and I'll, I'll do that, but it's really, really good. And a couple people have sent it to me. Bailey had shared it with me and she's like, I have a story for you, but I also, it's Hallie's birthday and I wasn't sure if I should share it, but then this reel came up and I'm like, no, I'm going to share it. And basically saying that they hardly ever in surgical ICU get cases like Hallie. So that was rare mm-hmm. that they end up on that floor, but they end up getting a very almost identical situation in room number seven, the day before Hallie's birthday, young girl, gunshot wound to the face, the head and family had concerns the whole time and declared brain dead on Hallie's birthday and same thing and did the whole organ donor thing and she's like i just this is not a coincidence like this never happens and it's almost like her and i were chatting like what is she trying to tell us Mm -hmm. like it just that i do feel that way i feel like a lot of times she's trying to send us messages and we're just not our human brains don't work that way right and so it's very hard to like try to process or fathom and so anyway, as we're talking with Bailey, Eric's like, do you want to wordle? I'm like, sure, let's wordle. And I looked over at him. I'm like, what do you think the word's going to be tied to Hallie? Because it's it her happens birthday. so much. Yes. It's her birthday. The word is going to be something tied to Hallie. Like we just knew it. <laughs> and if you haven't wordled, like I, we love it. We do it every day because it's just kind of a little brain challenge. And we get through like three or four guesses. You get six guesses, yeah, right? And total. it's a five letter word. And it says one word every day. The word was court. I'm like, <laughs> we were like, what oh in the world? my freaking God. So we send a picture of it to Bailey and she, same thing. She's just like, oh my gosh. So, you know, I'm, I'm over here chatting with Bailey and she's sharing some other significant sevens that are happening. And Eric goes, oh my God. So he went and checked our podcast stats. And the podcast download count for Angels on Earth, which is the episode we did with Bailey and Haley. Anybody want to guess what the number count was? I was just never seen this. 777. 777. I mean, all within a matter of like 15 minutes, 
it was like Hallie is coming in hot for her birthday. And I do feel like when I am really, really low and struggling, because you have up and downs, and then there's times where you're really, really low and it's hard to pull yourself back out of it. And I feel like in those scenarios, Hallie, Hallie comes in hot. So anyway, I shared that wordle with my sisters and my one sister, Tracy, was like, oh, wait till you do the one today. And so it was the next day. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't wait. So I immediately did it. Usually we do it together at night. Stole. Yeah. <laughs> Which I say all the time. She was stolen from us. Yeah. And so it was just like, oh, my gosh, Hallie. <laughs> yeah. Showing up for her birthday. All Showing week up long. for her birthday. So to wrap up, I just want to say, Hallie, happy 22nd birthday in heaven, my beautiful soul. You are so incredibly missed, and we all ache for you every day. I thank God for you every day. I would do it all over again in a heartbeat, even if it was knowing that I would lose you at 20 years old. And we will honor you and live for you every freaking day. I wish I could hug you. I wish I could celebrate with you. I wish I could see your face and see that big, bright, beautiful smile. We are one day closer to giving you a big hug in heaven. I heard one of my all-time favorite songs this past week, and it didn't click with me until then. It was the first song I ever learned how to sing, and it was it was on Hallie's birthday. So it was one of those moments where I just knew she mm-hmm. was with me, and it was Garth Brooks' The Dance. Mm. Yeah, and, so good. And the, the verse that if I'd only known, mm-hmm. but he still, I would do it all again. And and that was, was like hitting me in that yeah. moment. And knowing you were already, you and I had talked about it. If it was just 20 years, I would do, yeah, I would do it. And so, yeah, happy, happy birthday, Hal. We love you. We miss you. We hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening and God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.